Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, I want to welcome all of you to Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend it with me. Hope and pray you're having a fantastic day. You got you a great cup of Joe and you're ready to go. So today's episode is going to be a little different than what I normally do um, here on the podcast because I'm excited to share with you guys um, a project that I've been working on that I launched this past Saturday. Um, Actually, yesterday I launched it. Um, Well, I guess you could say Saturday, maybe early Sunday morning because it was about 1130 to midnight last night when I hit the go live button. And it's still a work in progress, but... I'm excited to bring you guys a blog page. I know some of you may say, well, a blog page is not that exciting. But this one is entitled Dad's Toolbox. Um, It is a part of the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast and the Jesus and a Cup of Joe brand. Um, And the reason why is we have our website at JesusandACupofJoe.com. And if you've ever been on that site, you'll see a section. It's called Devotional or Devotions. And actually, that was designed from the makers of that web platform to be a place to host blogs. But I've always put devotionals there for the simple fact this is the website that I have is more of a uh, podcast driven website. It's not your traditional websites that you would normally see. So what I was able to do with uh, the Wix brand, um, Wix.com, as I went on there and, and was able to create a blog, but it also has our links to our podcast. So no matter where you're at, if you're reading or if you're watching some of the videos or listening to the podcast, you can get to it in both ways. So I got this started for the for a couple of reasons, okay? For a couple of reasons, and, and I'm going to share the opening statement with you because you can find this on the blog page. Um, I started this uh, blog with the goal of sharing my thoughts and experiences with the readers. I do believe it's easy to be a father, but being a dad takes love, patience, and help, especially from our Heavenly Father. So as I said, this blog is a part of the Jesus and a Cup of Joe brand. Um, It is a conservative Christian based, and you can find us on any media outlets. But I want you guys to take the time to to take a look at the blog and tell me what you think. Okay, so right now I only have three posts on there. I'm going to go ahead and tell you I only have three posts on there. And the first post is dad's toolbox. And I'm going to share this post with you on the the uh, podcast today because I believe it really encompasses or really uh, just involves everything that I'm trying to do because as we know from the beginning God has designed husbands and fathers to be the leaders of our homes fathers have a great responsibility to make sure that the whole family goes in the right direction in the name of the Lord and Christian fathers need to have that spiritual toolbox at the ready at all times okay so some of the tools that I was talk about in this toolbox and and I'll get into some stories here in a minute but You know, like an adjustable wrench, a father must be able to adapt to any situation that arises. A carpenter's pencil must be able to draw boundaries for the family so they can clearly see them. To have a level, we got to be able to have a level head in all circumstances. We got to have our pliers because we got to be able to hold everything together when everybody else is losing their grip. Hammers, all right. We got to be able to drive home those important truths. Screwdrivers, 
We got to be able to to turn the family in the right direction to secure them. And you guys get what I'm talking about, okay? So this runs a twofold system. Number one, I'm talking about dad's toolboxes because on this blog, I want to be able to share memories. I don't have many memories, and I'm going to tell you why, and I'll share it today on today's episode, and I'll put it on the blog page. Um, as you guys know, some of you know, my family, my parents divorced when I was young. Um, I lived with my mother, and I did not have many interactions with my father. And so there was a lot of male figures in my life through friends and and, and family that were male influences. Um, some were in local law enforcement from where I'm from. Some was in the fire service. Some was just in the restaurant business or, or what have you. It was, it was different influences throughout my life. And I believe that on top of God watching out for me is what kept me out of trouble, kept me from getting a criminal record, kept me from, from going to jail and going down some of those paths that, that people go down. And, and so I'm, I'm very thankful for that, but learning tools and stuff of this nature, I had to teach myself. If I didn't learn it in woodworking shop in, in high school, I had to teach myself. If I didn't learn it, um, you know, from some other friend's father, I had to learn myself. And so until this day, I still struggle at times to be able to fully read a tape measure. Now, can I read the inches and half inches and all that? Yes, I'm talking about when we get in the eights and sixteenths because numbers are not my strong suit. Um, my two weaknesses in this world is the fact the ability to to speak properly, have proper grammar, and be able to write properly and deal with some type of math, heavy math issues, I should say. I'm not using that as an excuse. Um, thank God that there is a such thing as called Grammarly. It helps out, especially when I'm trying to write a blog page. Um, but I'm not shy from talking, as you guys can tell. I love to uh, flap my gums. I have no problems with that. But when it's dealing with numbers, like heavy numbers, heavy fractions, or heavy, uh, what is it, algebra and stuff of this nature, eh, it takes me a minute. But once I can see it, I get it back in to, to practice, then I'm able to do it. But with writing, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not a strong person in writing. And I don't know why in the world I'm wanting to do a blog page because of the writing and because of the proper grammar. But I'm here to tell you it's only because God has pushed me in this direction. Okay, so getting back to the toolbox, it's like this. I believe that there is a spiritual toolbox that that's out there for us. And I believe that there is a physical and an emotional toolbox. And what I mean by this is, yes, we have our physical toolbox where we keep all of our tools. I have it downstairs in my garage. I'm out there. I'm able to tinker around, fix things, build things, stuff of this nature. I'm not a carpenter, never claimed to be one. Um, a lot of stuff that I learn how to do, I have to watch uh, YouTube videos for. Um, so I got to give props to them. But I'm, I'm able to do this. But I have a variety of tools. So I'm able to try to be Mr. Fix-It when I can in my house, just like anybody else. Now, if there's not a male figure in your life and it's only maybe you and your siblings and your mother, you know, there may be a time where you have to step up or your mom steps up and takes care of that thing. And then it's not putting one above another. OK, I'm not putting one one person 
above another. Males are not better than females or vice versa. It's just, I'm just talking toolboxes right now. But we have all of these tools because we got to be prepared for what happens. The same thing with spiritual toolbox, okay? The spiritual toolbox, in my opinion, in my opinion only, is the Holy Bible. You've heard me say it on this podcast. I'm talking about Jesus, the Bible in life, how Jesus is the most relatable person in the world. He is your best friend. He is all that you need in life. And the Bible is the best instructional guide, hands down, to help you through everyday life. And life just happens. But think of it this way with a toolbox, though. Think of it as you need something to fix something. Just as I was talking about a level, a father must be able to be fair and keep a level head in all circumstances. Well, the Bible tells us about being slow to anger and, and you know, using our level head, using uh, patience and stuff of this nature. So some of these tools that are out there, the utility knives of being able to clearly separate, and remove undesirable things and influences that don't harm the family. That's also the Holy Spirit. But that's also come from the scriptures of the Bible where, where Jesus and the Lord has taught us. So you see where they can go hand in hand. And so that's why I entitled this Dad's Toolbox, because it's important for us to have the proper tools and take the time to build and mend our family into a strong structure for the Lord. All right. Ephesians 6, 4, it says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the disciple and the discipline and the instructions that come from the Lord. Now, that's good stuff right there to be able to know that we are to have the discipline and the, and the instructions that come from the Lord to raise our child. Let's take it a step further. Let's look at Proverbs 22, 6. Familiar scripture, if you've ever been in church or read your Bible, it says direct your children into the right path, and when they become older, they will not leave that. And that does hold true. If you instill the the, the right thing to do into your children, as they get older, they should remember this. As I told you, when I was growing up, I don't have many memories of my father. Um, but the teachings that I learned from all of these other father figures that were in my life is something I can still draw back to today. Um, you guys know me. I don't really use a whole lot of names, but um, there was an older gentleman that I remember growing up. Um, this is back when my parents were still together, and he was the landlord. And I used to get off the school bus and I would go over to his house. He was retired from the uh the gas station business. He owned a gas station. And so he basically piddled around in his house. Um, he made pallets. Um, his wife uh, ran a garden. And it was going to his house on, on Saturday evenings and sitting there um, watching wrestling on television. You know, because here in Georgia, we used to have wrestling that came on on Saturdays night. And it would go from 8 to midnight four hours of wrestling and we used to sit there and I remember peeling cucumbers, eating them things right off the vine, washing them and peeling them. Um, his wife was, was, was creating pickles with them, but I was eating them faster than she could make them. It was just something I did. Um, she always made fried chicken and had sweet tea. And I remember being a kid just sitting there, right? Talking with him, listening to him talk, 
tell his stories and he was rough around the edges. Don't don't I'm not going to try to sugarcoat that he was uh, the super Christian that you see seen every Sunday morning in church. He was rough around the edges. He'd been um, in fights and brawls most of his life, but he instilled in me a lot of good qualities and a lot of good advice that I remember today. And it was sitting there watching wrestling. And I remember that my parents allowed me to be out to midnight. And I'm, I'm not talking about I was 16 or 17. I was younger, but we lived right next door. It was just walk through his gate into, boom, my yard. Um, so... I remember just sitting there watching wrestling, eating those cucumbers, drinking the tea, listening to him talk, having fun, but it, it taught a lot. And he was, he was one of the first people that I ever drove a vehicle. I drove, I think it was a 1949 pickup truck wrecker. And he had some cars out in some, in a pasture and he wanted to move these cars around and stuff. And I remember he told me, he said, get in there and drive this thing. I said, well, I don't know how to drive, um, a truck. He said, well, come on, I'm going to teach you. And I remember it was a three-speed on the tree. That's what they called it. In other words, on the column was the shifter. And it was first, second, and third gear with reverse. And I remember pressing in that old clutch, moving that uh, that gear shifter into first gear, letting that clutch out, and obviously stalling it. But after several times of getting that thing going and, and knowing how to operate a vehicle. And I did that at a very young age. So... He he's a person that, that if he was still alive today, he's a person I could sit there and I could thank for teaching me and instilling me the 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 thoughts and the the education that he did. Okay, and there's there's been a many a father figures in my life, um, all the way up to today that I can keep looking back on and going, you know what? Thank you, God, for putting these men in my life. Didn't know it at that time. One of them. Um, Passed away last year, unfortunately. He was a deputy sheriff for the county that I live in. And I used to sit in the patrol cars on Friday nights, uh, Fridays and Saturday nights. This is after I would, you know, after I grew up a little bit after watching wrestling. But I would sit in a patrol car and go ride with him on the streets at night because, you know, kept me out of trouble. I wanted to see what was going on. And there was so much that he taught me by riding in that patrol car, just sitting and talking and, and listening to the way he dealt with people who were going through problems and had crisis because it wasn't always slap cuffs on them and take them to jail like you see on TV. It was getting out there and talking with them and counseling with them and finding out what they need, all right, finding out what they need. Um, I can't tell you this incident um, because this is one I'm not proud of, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Um, I had an old Datsun pickup truck. Um, I was very proud of this little pickup truck. It was a little four-cylinder, um, five-speed truck, two-door. I had a awesome custom radio in it. I think the radio probably cost more than the truck because, you know, back in the day, you had to have a big boom-boom system. And it was, uh, I'll never forget, it was a Saturday night. And I was sitting um, at home. My, my mom was at work. Uh, she worked um, family restaurants, so she was working at night. And it was summertime and it was on a Saturday. And the reason I knew this is because I had the, the front door open and there was just the screen door and wrestling was on TV. And uh, I was just hanging out by myself because none of my cousins or anything was around. And something caught my attention and I looked up at the front door and I saw a male standing there at my door who saw me that took off running. Well, my first immediate thought was this ain't right. So I went into my room and off my gun rack, I went and grabbed my little 410 shotgun, slapped me a shell in it, and I went out the door. 
Well, Lord and behold, both of my doors in my pickup truck, which was locked, was wide open, and the stereo was halfway ripped out. Now, also, I was a volunteer fireman at the time, so I had some fire radios and equipment, and that was halfway pulled out. They were basically robbing me and stripping me of my vehicle. So they were taking off behind the house, going into the woods, and, and uh, I fired a shot over their heads up in the air to scare them off. And I had uh, 911 on the phone. And, of course, the deputies show up, and they take the report and everything. And, and this particular deputy I'm telling you about, right, he shows up. He takes my gun and go puts it up and locks my house and puts me in the car and says, come on, you're going with me. And I said, okay, now this is before we had cell phones, all right? So we pull up at the sheriff's office. I'm thinking, hey, you know what? I'm just going to fill out this paperwork, do this report, you know, and he's probably going to drop me off somewhere. Nope. Get in there. And uh, he takes me right into the uh, right into the, the office to where all the deputies were. And uh, he said, do you know what you did? I said, yeah, I'm protecting my property. He goes, you shot a weapon at another human being. I said, but I was protecting my property. And he took off his belt. Now, granted, understand, I'm about 16 at this time, right? He's not my father, but he took off his belt and he he gave me one heck of a whipping. And then he put me in a holding cell to see what it felt like. And so those are the memories that stick with me. It wasn't because he was being crude and rude to me or abusive. It was because he was trying to teach me that I couldn't go out there and do that sort of thing not in the not in this world in breaking the laws over the name of a, a stereo system or whatever it was not worth the price of a human being neither you know doesn't matter whether the person's right or wrong it's not worth the cost of a life and so that really taught me that really instilled a lot of stuff into me to understand that hey this is right this is wrong that kind of deal so, you know, like I said, it's it's a blog that I started. It's called Dad's Toolbox. Um, in the description of this podcast, I'm also going to put the website. Um, but if you're interested in it, it's Dad's Toolbox dot W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com forward slash Dad's Toolbox. All right. So it's it's just a toolbox that uh, blog that I built on the Wix site using the uh, the Wix platform just to to get this thing up and going. And like I said, it has a section that you can subscribe to. Um, there's a section you can reach out and get in touch with us. You'll notice it has the Jesus and a Cup of Joe email address because like I said, it is a part of the Jesus and a Cup of Joe brand. It's just another way to get out there and be able to share um, hopefully stories. Now understand this is not exclusive just for me to be, to be posting. I want to encourage the listeners and the readers to share their stories. Cause here's why anything that I go through that I can share, you may be going through something very similar and it may or may not help you. And the same thing with other people. If other people are sharing and collaborating and, and sharing their stories, it may help someone else. There may be somebody out there struggling with one thing and this story or that story or or this thought or that thought helps them. And that's what it's about. So I want you guys to definitely check it out. Um, like I said, I'm going to put it up into the comments in the description of the, the podcast today. And you'll start seeing it on all of our social media platforms, um, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. 
um, Pinterest and go to the Jesus in a Cup of Joe website. You can see it there too. So listen, I'm going to get out of here. I just wanted to share this information because I'm super excited about it. Um, and I want to leave you with this from Psalms 127.1. It says, unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Okay. So you guys carry Psalms 127.1 with you this week. And may God bless each and every one of you. And always remember, you start your day with Jesus and a cup of Joe. God bless.